What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Betting Show with me, Sean Sheehan, here on Sherdog.com. And it's a massive, massive, massive weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, over here in Ireland, we have Cage Warriors this weekend. There's a UFC show, a pretty good UFC show. There's a very good Bellator show. There's a very good PFL show as well. So there's lots of shows to be betting on this weekend. Um, lots of great stuff. I actually have a bet from each of those big shows this weekend. So we've something for everyone this weekend. It's it's uh, it's absolutely great, and I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing all of it. Dreading a little bit as well because you know we haven't much of the weekend for anything else. Although in this part of the world, there isn't much sport going on. There's all soccer. I don't think there's. There's no hurling this weekend either, is there? So yeah, I have a free weekend just to watch MMA. So it should be uh, it should be fun, and I think Friday night and Saturday are uh, are when the big cards are on. So we'll have we'll have lots to do and lots to sink our teeth into uh, this weekend. As I said last weekend, I probably could have done two betting shows, but I will run through. Uh, other bets maybe towards the end and I'll go through all the, the cards and look at the, the prices and see what I think uh, might have a bit of value there as well but I have my five bets uh, for this week and I'm, I'm sticking to them um, and we'll, we'll see how they go um, last week another kind of iffy week I think I got one fight fell out but then I think I got two of the other ones so not too bad I suppose but I'm looking for a better week this week I, I went all plus bets last week and going all plus bets this week as well and look hopefully we can make a bit of money out of it and uh, go into uh, you know go into next week ups but as I always say please bet responsibly don't bet more than you can this shows for fun bit of crack maybe i can give you a little bit of insight into one or two things that i think might change the fight and you can take that put it with your knowledge and see what you want to bet on so we'll uh we'll go from that with that proviso and uh i'll give you my five bets for the week first of all i'm going for raiji kudo over on pfl um I really like this guy. I, I think he's a very, very good fighter. He uh, fought Brendan Lachnan in his last fight. Was very, very close to beating him. You know, went to a, an O contest in the third round. I, I, Brendan will probably tell you himself, I think he got a little bit lucky in that one in the fact that he had quite obviously lost the first round. It was a close second round that he won and in the third round finished uh, early. So, uh, you know, he, he kind of got lucky. He was just ahead in that couple of minutes that happened in the third round. If it had gone on another minute, you know, Kudo could have gone on and won that fight. And after the big knockdown uh, in the first round, I don't think many people would have... Uh, uh, would have said he didn't deserve it. So he's fighting Alejandro Flores this weekend, and he is plus one sixty uh, to win that fight. And I have um, I have a full preview of this card out in uh, on Sherdog as well. So if you haven't uh, listened to that, please do. But watching these two lads fight. You know, I'd f- I favor Kudo in a big way. I was surprised he is the underdog. Uh, if you look at Flores in in his last fight. I wasn't that impressed by him, honestly. He threw a few front leg stomps, a couple of flying knees. He stretches in with strikes, and he is pretty varied, which I, I, I think is a very important thing in mixed martial arts. But I, I, do you know what? I think he's a good style for Kuda, like a guy who stretches in with wild strikes against a guy who's a very fast, powerful counterfighter. I, I'm not... Look, this to me, and I might be 100% wrong, you know, Flores might go in and win here, but... 
people I think who've been watching MMA for a long time and betting on MMA for a long time we remember and it doesn't happen that much anymore but we remember those old school fights and Joe Rogan always talks about it where there is this guy right that not maybe say maybe Anderson Silva is my, might be a good example he comes in and he fights Chris Lieben and I think was Chris Lieben favourite for that maybe I'm wrong now but let, let's take let's go with it if he was we've had other fights like that McGregor coming in against Brimage he was like 4-1 to one via not to get a knockout or something like that you know crazy odds just because people re- really didn't know him as well those odds used to happen all the time in mixed martial arts and let's say Anderson Silva was an underdog to beat Chris Levin and anyone who knows Anderson Silva even at that time before he became the GOAT knew he was probably going to style on Chris Levin honestly this to me feels like one of those matchups now I, I'll say it again I'll say it again I could be wrong don't go and bet the house on this uh, I'm not by any means saying that Kudo is Anderson Silva but I think he's a very good fighter and I really really like him now Flores last fight against uh, Bologi I think it was it, it was he didn't perform well Bologi didn't perform well but it was a weird matchup Bologi's like this guy who they kept talking about as a wrestler but he didn't do any wrestling it felt like Torres was kind of waiting for it now Kudo can wrestle as well and he's good kind of counter takedowns his size might be the one issue he has here but the way Flores stretches in and leaves himself so open for counters I think Kudo Honestly, it, lo- it looks like one of those ones where Kudo's going to eat him up all day with those strikes. Now, maybe Flores show- will show something else. Maybe he can do something different. And maybe he'll just win the fight from the outside. Won't, you know, stretch in as he, as he has done in recent fights. And just pick Kudo apart. Now, may- you know, maybe that will happen. And he will use his, his size to do that. But... I don't know. I, I, I don't think that will happen, honestly. I think Kudo will catch him with a big shot. I think he'd probably knock him down early and maybe even knock him out. Um, so, yeah, that's my first bet. Plus 160, Raiji Kudo to win over in the PFL. I think it's the... I think it might be the second fight uh, on the PFL card, maybe even the first. So, you'll be able to see that one early on uh, on Friday night, I believe it is. Um, right. The second uh, fight I'm going for is from Bellator. And this one is more of a feel then that one was purely like watch the two of them saw maybe a technical flaw in one guy saw what one guy's good at and picked it this is purely on feel I'm going for Pam Sorensen at plus 220 to beat Katzengano and my feeling here is that Katzengano isn't what Katzengano used to be if you want to put it that way I, I just feel like she hasn't fought that much over the last while she's had terrible injuries and then she's out for another year before this fight in that last fight, she fought someone who was, like, not on that level or not even close to that level. Now, if, if this fight happened five years ago, whatever it was, you know, I think Katzingana would have been a massive favourite and rightly so, and I would have been picking her and everything. But it's not happened five years ago. It's happened now, and all those injuries have been there, and all this has happened. Um, I was talking on the preview show this week, and I was kind of saying, Bellator maybe should have tried to get Katzingano into a title shot without having to do this fight. Because they're kind of so short to me. But now if she goes and she wins it, you can forget that. That's all well and good. But if she goes in here and she doesn't win it, that's a big problem. Because you have a big name person who's probably on pretty good money. And you're taking another name for Cyborg to fight away. Which in Bellator is very, very tough. Because they don't have that many. You know, Sinead Kavanaugh won one fight and she was straight back in there. Obviously she got injured and everything else like that. And, you know, someone else took the place. But that's this kind of situation you have. Liam McCord's fighting in a few weeks. She's just lost this, uh, to Sinead Kavanaugh. If she wins, you know, she could very well be the next one. And, you know, if Cyborg stays and if she carries on with Bellator, which I think most people thinks, uh, think that she will. But, have, look, having watched Sorensen back again, we, look, we all know what she is. She's a good, 
strong go forward fighter she gets you in the clinch she's very good there she's a good all around fighter without being great like top level and um, Katsingano at one time was you know a top level fighter she was probably third or fourth best <clears throat> in the world at one stage which I, I just my feel and I'll say again it is a purely a feel thing having looked at her last fight as well I didn't think she looked great against someone far uh, inferior to her perceived level uh, even though she won and I think if Sorensen was in that place a year ago, I think she would have put up a great fight. And now we're a year on <clears throat> with another year out of the cage after all the time she's already been out of the cage. I think Sorensen will come forward. Might be like a little bit too quick for the Zingano of today. I don't. I, I think that's a ridiculous thing to say a few years ago. But uh, for the Zingano of today, I, I think it could be an issue. I think she could land a lot of strikes, put her under a lot of pressure, put her under the sort of pressure you only feel in a fight. You know, something kind of the sort of pressure you can't really prepare for. And I think she could win. And the price has set me apart more than anything else. Plus 220. I just think that's ridiculous. Like, that's a price of Pan Sorensen fighting Alpha Katzingano from 2017 or whatever it was. That is not a 2022 price. That really, really isn't. I'll say it again, Katzingano could go out and win the fight. Maybe that year out, revitalized her. Maybe she cleared up all the injuries. Maybe she looks great. I just feel like we, I think we'd be foolish to expect that. I really do. Now, has she dropped enough of a level, you know, to, to where she's below Pam Sorensen? That is a big question as well. And maybe not. Maybe she can still win the fight like she won the last one. But Sorensen's a good fighter. You know, I think she's a good fighter and she will put it up to you. And she's, look, what she is, is she's a fighter who won't lose easily, if you want to put it that way. To someone like Katzingano, maybe now to Cyborg or maybe to Amanda Nunes or something like that, but to, to that sort of level, if she fought either like a Sinead Gavin or even, you know, Liam McCourt or, or someone around that level, she might lose some, but she won't lose easily. And I think I, I would put Singano there. So that was that is my second map, uh, Pam Sorensen, plus 220. Um, so we've gone PFL, Bellator. Uh, we have two bets for the UFC. So let's go for Cage Warriors first before we go. Uh, to uh, to to those UFC bets, uh, and I'm going for Reese McKee, who is plus one seventy right now. That price has kind of been changing over the last couple of days, but he's plus one seventy as I speak right now uh, to beat Justin Berlinson in the main event of Cage Warriors uh, Belfast, which goes down uh, this uh, this Saturday night. Um, people probably you know if you're in America. You'll probably know Reese McKee from he came in and fought Shamayev, and obviously we know Shamayev did to him what he does to, to everyone. And then he fought Alex Morono in that uh, fight, which Morono won the decision on. Re- a couple of close rounds in there. I think a lot of people, obviously, we're a little bit biased this side of the world, uh, but we thought Reese probably should have got another shot. And uh, he didn't, but he came back to Kajar's 1 1 big fight and now he's into a title fight for the vacant title against Justin Burlinson Burlinson another guy who went to contender series lost there came back to cage where he's won one fight and now he's uh, back in this position as well and it's perfect matchmaking and I think most people uh, call for it um and if I, if you're listening to this and you, if you're in the UK and Irish scene you know what these guys are like but if you're in the other scene I, I still think these two guys are like top level prospects coming through like I think both of them maybe got to for Reese, the UFC, and for Burlington, the contender series, a little bit too early, especially Reese. I think, um, you know, if Reese had got to the contender series at that time, maybe it would be okay. But going in there straight against Shamayev and short notice, when Reese was supposed to fight for the Cage Warriors title, 
uh, before, uh, well, after that fight, but before he got that fight, if you get me, if he'd fought for a cage world title, maybe had a defense and maybe gone to the UFC and it was a year down the line, he probably would have been more ready for the, not maybe not Shemaev, but for Morono and for others. And I think he's taken that step back, had that fight, and now he's having another fight. And maybe, you know, he'll have to have a defense or one or two defenses and then get back to the UFC. And I think that's the path uh, for Reese McKee at this stage of his career. And I think it's a good path. He's a very, very good fighter. And for Burlington, the same. If he wins this, he'll probably maybe have one defense. And then I'm sure the UFC would be happy to have him back again or maybe a Dana White contender series shot again or something like that. But he is, um, the both of these guys, I think no matter what happens, I think both of them will end up back in the UFC. Whoever loses, the guy, one of them, the winner will go to the UFC. The other guy will probably end up fighting for the vacant title again, you know, in a year's time when the other lad has gone to the UFC. So very two very similar fighters. Two lads who like to go forward and land lots of shots and throw lots of different shots. I think Reese a little bit more varied than Burlinson. Burlinson, an almighty finisher when he gets there, really, really good. Both lads have been known to take a shot as well. I think Burlinson, in his last fight um, to, against uh, Sibinski, uh, took a lot of shots and was almost finished in that fight against the guy who is very good you know he's one of these guys who's been fighting on the, the the russian scene and he has like 35 fights and you know you could see indy in the matchmaker had to put him into a tough fight and, and absolutely did and say for easy went in there against uh, alexi mantikivi if memory serves me correct took a few shots as well but ended up uh, winning that fight and the reason i'm going for reese here is watching that burlinson fight back i feel like if he gets into that position against reese it's going to be very, very tough for him to kind of come out of it. Um, Reese is a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. Uh, Reese hits so hard as well. Burlington hits hard as well. Like if if what either of these lads connect their best shot, the other lad has probably gone out. And we're let's be realistic about that. But I think Reese does hit harder, and I think the variation in these shots early is something that is very hard to deal with. Uh, if you're not say like someone like a Morono who's very, very experienced. Burlington is still only, what, seven, eight fights into his career, and that is not a lot of fights to deal with something coming at you like that. And we, he showed in his last fight that it was tough. Maybe that has improved him, and maybe went into training and thought, okay, I'm a bit of a front runner. Let's work on that, and has improved since. And I think Reese McKee, maybe you could argue that the same thing was, was maybe an issue with him, but he's had a few setbacks now, and you'd hope that they would, uh, they would come out of it uh, on his side. But, yeah. I like McKee in this fight. I really do. I, I think um, Reese McKee, who is calm and calculated in a fight, is really good. Like, a lot of people, if you if you haven't watched all of Reese McKee's fights, are, are, you know, a good selection of many of them, you mightn't understand how good of a fighter he actually is. Like, there's a few fights, they're a good few years ago now, but he, you know, he had a loss at one stage and he came back. And I remember his comeback fight after that loss. He looked just so smooth. And you you don't often see fighters looking as smooth at the start of a fight in the cage as they would in training or as they would hit mitts or whatever they would. And Reese McKee, he can come out and be like that at times. Sometimes, he, I know he isn't always like that. And, you know, when you're fighting Shemayev, you're not going to be smooth. But if he can come out and be smooth like that against Burlington, I think Burlington eats enough shots for Reese McKee to put him in trouble and to finish him. And I think... That smoothness, but also it's a calm. He's a very calm fighter when he is calm. When he's not calm, he's not calm. You know, but if he can find that smoothness, if he can find that calm, I think he'll land enough shots here to, to finish Burlington. Also, we must not forget it as well. 
the Irish crowds and the Northern Irish crowds, they, they're manic and they're always unbelievable. And it's a relatively even enough matchup. Reese McKee plus 170 in front of his home crowd. In front of his home crowd against an English lad? I don't know about that now. I, I, I think that will be a massive help for Reese McGee having all those behind him. Now, maybe if it doesn't make him smooth, if it doesn't make him calm, maybe it won't be a massive help. So you can judge that one for yourself. But I just feel like Irish fighters are usually brought up by those crowds. And I think Reese McKee will in a plus 170. I think that's a good bet in a relatively even fight. I, I would have been sure, and I was talking to another few people about it as well, I would have been sure that Reese would have been favour coming in here. And, you know, maybe we could have been looking at Berlinzine being a good bet if he was plus 170. But I think Reese at 170 is, is great money there. I, I really like that. Right, let's talk about the two UFC bets. First bet from the UFC, I am going for Savkat Rachmanov. And I'm going for him to win by decision. A plus two thirty. Now another bet that'll probably you know fluctuate with the more money that comes in for it. Um, but he's fighting Neil Magny here on Saturday night, and it is a fight that he's a big favorite on minus uh, three ninety. And I wouldn't be backing him at that price because Neil Magny isn't that easily bet. He really isn't. And Rachmanov hasn't met fantastic combination yet. There's no doubt in his quality though. This guy is really really good. He can do it all. He can punch. He can wrestle. And I think he will beat Man, uh, um, uh, Magny. Sorry, I'm getting uh, Nate Manus and Neil Magny mixed up here. I, I think he will beat him. Um, and the reason I'm going for the, uh, the fight in by decision is I, I think Magny... Some, look, Magny is one of these guys, and I said it there about Reese McKee, at times he can fight this way and other times he can fight that way. He is a guy sometimes that doesn't turn up. Right, and he's a guy that you expect to go into a fight every time and be this hard nosed, hard out who is, you know, maybe even going to win as an underdog in a fight, right? And sometimes he just isn't that against good guys. I just, and this is another kind of feeling, but I feel like he won't do that this time. I think he's going to come out. Look at Rachmanov as the guy who's trying to take his spot. Look at the next guy coming through, like the next Shimaev. And say, right, this is the guy who everyone thinks is the guy, but I'm going to prove he's not. And I think he's going to come out and he's going to perform very well. I think he's going to not give up for that whole fight. I think he's going to believe in himself. And I think that'll get him a losing decision spot, to be honest. I, I still don't think he'll win. I don't think that'll get him a win. But I do think it'll make the fight go along. I think... Um, Rachmanov likes to bring the fight to the clinch a lot of the time, right? After he strikes. And I think Magni, the fact he's so long, I think Rachmanov will uh, be kind of leaning in. And when that does happen, the fight will go to a clinch. And I could see long clinches here. I could see two and three minutes of this fight going against a clinch. I could see Rachmanov maybe taking him down, seeing that there's 90 seconds left on the clock, maybe not trying to do too much and kind of riding it out on top when he's ahead in the rest of the round. That's the sort of fight I see here. I... I I don't see like um, and maybe the big takedowns won't happen. Maybe the takedowns even like that that I, I suggested there won't happen. But I also don't think it'll be like a fifteen minute kickboxing match, purely kickboxing. I just think that reach and that lint of Magni just it almost realizes uh, clinches. It's almost impossible not to get clinches when you're fighting against Neil Magny. And that's why you see him so often land those little knees and those nasty little knees and good knees from the break and nice elbows and things like that. He's one of those sort of fighters. And um, uh, uh, that's why I think this fight will go long as my phone uh, rings. My apologies. Uh, that's why I think this fo uh, fight will go long. And I think 
uh, I think it'll be the sort of fight that um, um, I think it'll be the sort of fight that Magny does better in than maybe we're giving him credit for uh, coming into it and gets to a decision, gets to the end. But at the end of the day, I think that power of Rachmanov, um, I think the wrestling of Rachmanov, the strength of Rachmanov, and the all-around game of Rachmanov will will get him the decision here. Uh, so plus 230, Rachmanov to win via decision. Right. Uh, my flyer of this week, and this is a pure flyer this time, right? This did... This flyer bet wasn't designed as a bet that's like, oh, it's going to win every week. This is a bet that's going to win, you know, once every two months. And the bet I'm going for today is based on watching this guy fight over the last three or four weeks. Because there's a couple of guys who he has fought who've been fighting over the last few weeks. And I watch this guy and I'm like, this guy is good. And this guy is a guy who doesn't get enough credit for how good he is. And that guy is Nate Manis. And he's fighting Umar Nurmagomedov now. He's fighting Umar Nurmagomedov, and Umar Nurmagomedov is brilliant. But at plus 650, I think that, that, that line is wrong. I think he... Now, don't get me wrong. He might not win. He might not win. But I think this line should be closer, like plus 300 or something like that. Because he's very good. He beat Tony Gravely. And we saw a couple of weeks ago, Tony Gravely is knockout power, but he's also a really, really good wrestler. And he was strong against Tony Gravely and was able to, you know, win in some of those wrestling um, um, exchanges and things like that. If he can do that against Gravely, can he do it against Umar Nurmagomedov? No. Can he do it for the whole fight? Probably not. But can he do it at the price of plus 650? Can he do it then? I think maybe. I think maybe, like, that's the start of fight. You know, even if you have, like, four or five guys who you think are definitely going to win, make an ACA throw him in it could be a 20 to 1 aka put a couple of quid on it and if he wins you uh, you're gone to the moon but it's uh it's one of those ones i just think it's look it's the ultimate flyer it's that he might win i think he's a way worse of a price than he should be i think plus 650 is absolutely crazy now who do if you're to ask me straight up who i think will win if they're bought even money i would 100 percent say umar namagamedov don't get me wrong i'm that's not what i'm saying at all but this guy is a very good fighter, a tough guy, a really, really tough guy, and if he can stop the takedowns of, of Umar Nurmagomedov, maybe even get on top himself, push him against the cage, if he shows he's a little bit stronger there, which may sound, you know, ridiculous, but I, I just haven't seen some of his fights recently. This guy is strong and very good and very good in all areas, and he's a real test for Nurmagomedov, and... We, you know, we've seen some guys tested and some guys that we thought were going to run through guys who are no-name guys. This guy might be a no-name guy, but he's a good fighter and a, and a fighter who shouldn't be that price. And my fire of the week is Nate Manis at plus 6.50. So that's, uh, that's it. Those are my five bets for the week. Let's get into some of the prices for the other fights. And there's, there's so many of them I'll have to run through them this week. Um, so we'll start with Bellator. Uh, Gegar Musasi, uh, he's a minus uh, 260 favourite uh, over Johnny Eblen, plus 220. I think that's just about right, honestly. Um, Eblen, you know, uh, the, the last fight against Vanderford for Musasi, and obviously I've done the preview of this, so I won't go into these fights too much, but 
he, he entered on and people had a few questions. It was on here in Ireland, so I, I was at it and I even asked him about it, about, you know, the wrestler question and all that. And we didn't really get that answered because uh, Vanderford kind of got finished very quickly and he also uh, looked like he got a stinger in that fight and we didn't really see much wrestling, but Sassy didn't have to deal with it. And it feels like, oh, that question has been answered coming out of that fight, but it really hasn't. So the exact same question, I think, coming again here against Johnny Eblen and Gegard at this age, at this stage of his career... That young, tough American wrestler, is he going to be able to deal with it? We'll find out. But I, I would go with Musassi there. Um, I think this is another crazy line, lads. With Danny Sabatello, Leandro Higo. Plus 410 for Higo. Sabatello, minus 520. Um, look, I'd probably go for Sabatello, but I think that's a crazy line if he can't wrestle Higo down. Like Higo, and Higo's very good on the ground as well. You know, he's uh, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, if I'm not mistaken, and there's loads of submissions and things. So... Yeah, I, I, uh, I, that'd be another flyer of mine there. Try, try the two of them together. You'd probably get 30, 40 to one or something, would you? That'd be, uh, that's plenty of money to, to make back off a bit of a, a bit of a double there. Uh, Enrique Barzola, one of my favorite fighters against Magomed Magomedov. Barzola is the underdog, plus 135, minus 155. Fight of the weekend. It's right up there. That's a great fight. And I think that line is just about right. But I would not rule out Barzola whatsoever in that fight. Uh, Brendan Ward is a, a, a favourite there as well. Minus, one, minus 260. And Tolly Tokov is a big favourite. Minus 600. Uh, Alexander Shibley, who's fighting uh, Brent Primus. He is the favourite. That minus 230. Did I just say Brendan Ward and, and Tokov are underdogs? No, they're favourites. Minus 260 for Ward. Minus 600 for, uh, for Tokov. Shib- Shabli the favourite minus 230 uh, plus 195 for Primus an interesting fight like Primus is one of these guys who he's just a weird fighter he does everything different and you know you can't uh, prepare for him very well at all but um, yeah it's an interesting fight I, I, do you know what at almost 2 to 1 I'd nearly go for Primus in that one uh, Katzingan and in minus uh, 295 Pam Sorensen plus uh, two, she's 245 here now, I'm just looking at it, but she's plus 220 in other places, so yeah, she's around that price, so you maybe shop around, you can get her at a, at a better price. Uh, look at some of the few of the other bets, Abo Massey's a, a favourite against uh, Mycon, at minus 180 to plus 155, Cody Law, the big prospect coming through is minus 720, um, as is uh, Lucas Brennan at minus 520, another one of the big prospects coming through, so you can check out all the rest of the bets uh, there uh, as well, but those are kind of the main ones. PFL, um, really love the PFL card this weekend. Uh, Anti Jeja minus seven hundred uh, against Shelton Graves. Is that fight? Uh, is that fight being changed? I think. I think there's a few injuries and a few pullouts and a few different things happening here. Brendan Lachnan as well. I, I, I'm actually just seeing here. It looks like he's fighting Ago Husik. Uh, I saw that his opponent pulled out uh, Boston Salmon. But there's yeah, there's a lot of different changes here and a lot of different fights going on. So not exactly sure what's happening with uh <laughs> with the PFL. But it looks like Gaslov's fighting Maurice Green now. Is that correct? Minus five twenty. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of mad things going on uh, in the PFL with a lot of a lot of changes and stuff like that. But sure, that happens on fight week, I suppose. Bruno Capelos anyway, in the main event, minus six hundred plus four fifty. That's a sure thing. 
That that plus 600 or that minus 600 is a good price there, <laughs> I think, on him. Pettis against Ray, very close fight. Good fight as well. Minus uh, 180 for Pettis, plus 155 for Stevie Ray. I think Stevie Ray can do it. Whether he will now or not, I don't know, but I think he could. Uh, Chris Wade, minus uh, 450. Kyle Bajnak, plus 380. That's about right as well. Clitson Abreu, uh, plus uh, 330. Hinn Fahey, minus 410. I think there'll probably be a big knockout there. Let's see the price of the knockout for Fahey. That is minus 175. A little bit low, but I like that. And then my guy, Raji Kudo, as well, plus 145, uh, plus 160 even here uh, for uh, Flores is minus 185. Right, let's run through some of the bets uh, in the uh, in the UFC. I, I've kind of avoided this Haryuk and Gamrat fight. I would go for Gamrat at plus 245 from a betting point of view, and I would pick Gamrat straight up as well, I think. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Gamrat. I think he's very good. Saryukin is obviously very good as well. At minus 295, though, I think that's too much. I think that price is way too much. Uh, not to say he won't win, but I, I just think that price is a little bit off. Um, Magni against Rachmanov. Magni uh, plus 320. Rachmanov minus 390. Obviously, we talked about that one already. Um, we have Bordeaux minus 115. Parisian minus 105. Nurmagomedov uh, minus... 900 and plus 625 now for my guy Mayanis who obviously I gave uh, the bet for plus 625 plus 650 another plus plus 600 so the price is kind of coming in there a little bit let's look at the price for uh, Nurmagomedov to win uh, by decision because that could be an interesting one as well Nurmagomedov wins uh, by decision let me just look at it here uh, where is it it's not it's not there it doesn't look like oh no it is here plus, plus 175 you know it What's that thing called where you're betting one side and betting the other side? Do that with that one. Bet on Nurmagomedov to win by decision and bet on uh, bet on Manus to, 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 you know, to win. Uh, maybe Manus by decision might be a, a bad bet uh, either, you know. Well, one, one of them will probably happen. Plus 1,000 or plus 1,800 here in some places for Manus to win by decision. So lash, lash on that, lads. Lovely fight as well. Rodolfo Vieira is the underdog. Plus 115 against Chris Curtis. Minus 135. Curtis is very good, but I don't know. I think he might be a little bit overpriced there. Uh, I think Vieira as the underdog might be a pretty good bet there. It's Chukwe against Olberg, but even minus 110. Um... Rulan Paiva plus 120 minus 140 from um, uh, Murazov and there's a, a few other busts there as well Brian Keller's on the card he's plus 140 even underdog minus 165 for Batista J, uh, JP buys against Cody Durden Durden's the underdog there at plus 100 I like that I, I think I'd probably go for that uh, there's an Aries card as well this weekend Hinnambarau is fighting William Gomez and if you don't know William Gomez this guy is brilliant uh, Gomez to minus 400 I would definitely be backing him there but it's a very very good card uh, Luis Enrique de Silva is on that card as well he's a minus uh, 185 favourite over uh, Slim Trabelsi Kirill Karadnikov is on the card there's loads of loads of very good cards they're putting on some great cards Damien Lapalus people would know he's fighting Admin Abu uh, he's actually the underdog in that as well Carl Amasu is on the card so a very good card there for Aries and then Cage Warriors uh, Burlinson is the favourite in the main event uh, over uh, Reese McKee, who is plus 170. Burlinson minus 210, minus 200 in some places as well. Uh, Kalen Lochran, uh, he is the favourite of minus 160. 
Kellen Lockwood, it's hard to know how good Kellen is. He came into Cage Warriors, had a very good performance, very impressed with it. Before that, he was kind of fighting cans, to put it nicely. So he still has a lot to prove, but from what I've seen so far, looks like a very, very good fighter. And, you know, we could come out of this fighting, and that price was uh, very low. So that was the guy I'd probably uh, back as well. James Sheehan, no relation. Uh, he's minus 350, fighting Martin Cause, uh, who's plus 260. James Sheehan's a very good fighter. He. You know, some very tough fights to start off his career. Obviously, Foddy and Gary went to decision with him, ended up losing that. Uh, but he's, like, working his way back now. I think he's on a four-fight win streak, if I'm not mistaken. And I expect him to win this one again. And this is a guy in the future you could be looking at, you know, fighting maybe for that welterweight title not too far down the line. Uh, Harry Hardwick, his brother's fighting for lightweight title in a couple of weeks. Uh, he's a uh, favourite there, minus 200 against Federico Pasquale, uh, plus uh, 165. Very fun fight. Matthew Elliott against Ryan Shelley. Shelley from Dublin uh, is minus 275, and Elliott from up the north, fighting in front of his home crowd is plus 220. Adam Darby from uh, Team Rhino, if I'm not mistaken, minus 300, plus uh, 240 for Dorian there. Glenn Arvine, who's been around for a long, long time, he's an underdog there, plus 200 against uh, Michael Tumchu, uh, who's minus 270, and then Adam Shelley, the brother of Ryan Shelley, who is really, really good. I'm a, a big fan of both of those Shelley brothers, but Adam is a little bit ahead. He's had a lot of fights. Uh, he is, or, or oh, joy, I was mixing them up. I don't know. Forget about it. One of them is four, no, one of them is like two and one, I think, but they're both very good. Um, minus 120, plus 100 there, and uh, that, um, it looks like Martin Magnoni is into fight Scott Malone here. Malone was supposed to fight Andy Young on his comeback fight, uh, but that fight didn't end up happening because uh, I think there was an injury to Young. But um, Malone is the my, plus 175 uh, underdog there. So if you get through all of those fights, if you get through all of those bets, lads, you'll be doing well. Um, I will recap my bets before I go here. So I'm going for Roger Kuda plus 160, Pam Sorensen plus 220, Reese McKee plus 170, Rachmanov twin by decision at plus 230. My fire of the week is Nate Manis at plus 650 against Umar Nurmagomedov. Right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Give it a thumbs up. Tell me what you're betting on in the comment section below, and we'll see you at the end of the week who's right, who's wrong, who won money, who lost money, and we go at it again next week. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com, and I'll see you all next time.